Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simon Lamed Beis. We're up to Sif Chofches, which is the second line on page 100. The Mechaber says in Sif Chofches, Yesh li zohar shelo yikonais rosh halamed ba'avir ahei o haches afilu belo negiya. So the Mechaber tells us in Sif Chofches that one has to be careful when he's writing the Sefer Torah or Tefillin, that the top of the Lamed does not go into the airspace of the hay above it, or the airspace of the Ches above it, even if it does not touch them, it can't even go into the airspace. From the language that the Mechaber uses, that one should be careful, we'll see later in the Mishabura that he's Medayik, that this is only a din in But let's start the Mishaburas from the beginning. The Mishabura says in Sifkaton Kuv Chavtes, Shaloikonis Afilu Kolshuhu, Rosh Halamid Bashura Shalomalahimenu. You shouldn't have go up even a drop of the t- tip of the Lamid going up into the line that is above it. And the same thing would apply to letters that go downwards, like an end of chaf, or something like that. That that shouldn't go down into the row of letters that is underneath it, inside a letter tes, which has an opening on top, or ayin, which has an opening on top, or any other letter. So the same way we have the limitation that the Mechaber is telling us, going up with the Lamed, not to go into the airspace of the hay or the Ches, which are open from the bottom, so also letters that go down, like the end of Chaf or the end of Nun, we have to be careful that when they go into the lower row, they shouldn't go into the lower row where it can go inside a tes or inside the airspace of an ayin. The Mishabura says, Vaitr and Sifkaton Lamid Ba Avira Hei. We said it shouldn't go into the airspace of the Hei. Vuadin Ba Avir Aleph Otafi Kadome. And so too, we have to make sure the top of the Lamid doesn't go through the airspace of the Aleph or the Taf or any similar letter that's open at the bottom. The Kolshikain Shizor Shaloyikones Ba Avir Dalas Oresh. And certainly one has to be careful that the top of the Lamid does not go into the airspace of a Dalar or a Resh, Shaloye Roy Kehei because if the Lamed goes up into the airspace of the Dalar of the Rage, then it can look like a hay, like we'll see discussed in more detail shortly. So certainly, one wants to be careful not to have the Lamed go next to the airspace of the Dalar of Rage, so it shouldn't look like a different letter. Says the Mishabura Vaitar in Sifkodon Kuf Lamed Aleph Oaches, you also want to make sure that the top of the Lamed does not go into the airspace of the Ches. The same problem is if the Lamed goes up into the airspace of the end of which reaches down further, that will be a similar problem. It will look like a hey. That's a Tshuvas Maharimi Brisk, Simon Ches, Ayn Shom. Fine. Now here is the main point that the Mishabur wants to bring out in Sif Koton Kuf Lamedes, that even if it doesn't touch, even below Nagia, it's a problem if the top of the Lamed will go into the airspace of the hay or the Ches. Because if it actually touches the letter above it, then even without this problem of going into the airspace, it will be puzzle. Because that is going to be a problem of two letters connecting, and they're, not, they're both not going to be surrounded by... The Gvil, specifically the Lamed, if it's written after the letter above, so the letter above had a Ksiva, the Kashras, and we know according to many Shitas, Hakafas Gvil is only an issue, Bishas Ksiva, so specifically it will be a problem for the Lamed if when it's written initially, it bumps into another letter, that will be a Chisaron in Hakafas Gvil. 
And now the Mishnah Buddha makes a diok that we started with. It's implied from the language of the Shulchan Aruch where he wrote that one should be careful that all this, that you should be careful that it shouldn't go into the airspace of these other letters of the hey or of the ches, is a din l'chavchila, avalo li'ikuva b'dyeved. But b'dyeved will not be ma'akev, it will be okay b'dyeved, if it goes into the airspace. However, says the Mishavura, v'ahani mili shlo nichnas b'inyan she'yipase tzura sa'os al-yedezeh. That's only going to be okay b'dyeved, if it doesn't go into a space where it actually ruins the form of a letter above it. Kigon she nichnas rak ma'at. For example, that it only goes in a very little bit. Avlam nichnas kolkach the inyan she nishtan at saos. But if it goes up near the letter on top of it, it's so much that it changes the form of that letter. She tinok de lochakim velotipish in the chasa lo shita tachtona shelo yehinira rak rosh alamid velogufa alamid lo yakir os mahu have a shinui tzura saosu pasul. Says the Mishabura that it goes up so much that a child that's not smart and not not smart, if you would cover for him the bottom line where the main part of the Lamed was, and he'll only see the top of the Lamed, and he won't recognize the letter above the Lamed because of the top of the Lamed that's there, even though the bottom of the Lamed is going to be covered, have a Shinuit Surasa Usupasal. That's going to be considered a changing in the form of the letter above it, and that's going to be puzzle. The Gamlo Yitzura Botika, and also that will not be able to be fixed up. Mishum Shalokisidron. Once you change the form of the letter on top, after you wrote the Lamed, meaning through the writing of the Lamed, you ruined the letter on top of it. So obviously you wrote later letters, which is the Lamed and everything written till there. So you're not going to have to go back and fix up the letter on top of it now that you ruined the Tzura, because that will be a Psula Shalokisidron. Certainly, if the top of the Lamed goes into the airspace of the Dalad and the Reish, like we mentioned before, and it gives the appearance now of the Hay, certainly that's going to be a puzzle. And that's not even going to help us if a child reads it properly. Because we see with our own eyes that the letter has been changed to a different form, and therefore the child reading it properly will not help in any way, because we know that it's not the proper letter. So I want to point out an interesting note over here, note 172. He's going with that which the Mr. said, the only way that it's only a problem with Chathchila, but it's okay with Yevid, if it only goes up a little bit, it doesn't change the form of the letter above it. But if it goes up enough that it changes the form of the letter above, that's a Shinui Netzura Saos and it's puzzle. And then Mr. threw in there that if we cover the Iker part of the Lamed and only leave the part of the Lamed that went above into the row on top of it, and the child doesn't read it properly, that's going to be a problem. So in note 172, he points out, He's bothered, why do, you have to, why do you have to cover up the bottom row where the Iker part of the Lamed is? So the Kesav HaSofer explains, Immediately when you started writing the Lamed from the top down, so you started inside the space of the letter on top of it. So immediately mishtanis tzuras osahos. So immediately the form of the letter above lost its proper uh, appearance. And even though now that you finish writing the lamed and one looks at the whole picture, you see a lamed on the bottom, whatever letter it is on top, and now everything looks good. 
Still, it's going to be possible if Neshalon Niskanahaos Ayidek Siva Begufa, because after you ruin the Tzuras by starting the top of the Lamed, you didn't fix it up by a Siva in the goof of the letter. Ella Ayidek Gemar Sivas Halamed Shetatera. You didn't fix up the letter above to make it have the Tzura of the Os. What you did was you finish up the Lamed, and now one sees it's a Lamed and it's a different letter on top. That's like a problem of Chatochos. It's finishing up a letter by not writing the letter by, by Chatochos. It's the Iker case is carving out around it or erasing around it and being left with the letter. But here is a similar thing. You ruin the Tzura of the letter above and now by finishing the bottom of the Lamed, now it regains its appearance because now you see it's a Lamed and it's really a different letter on top not connected to the Lamed. But only by finishing off the Lamed you made the letter on top regain its appearance. That's a problem like Chatochos. And therefore you need it to be that the letter is recognizable as the letter itself by covering the bottom row, not using as an assistance the bottom part of the Lamed where you see the whole picture. According to this, if you'd write the Lamed in the opposite direction, starting from the bottom to the top, then, according to what we're saying, you wouldn't have to cover the bottom row. Because by the time the Lamed reached the letter which is on top of it, it's already recognizable that that little thing that's going into the letter above it is part of the Lamed. And therefore, there was no point in time, if you start from the bottom of the Lamed up, that you ruin the Tzura of the Os above. The only way you ruin the Tzura of the Os above is if you start the Lamed from the top. So the first thing you did was you ruined the letter above. But if you start from the bottom, by the time you finish the Lamed, that's the same time that the letter is, would lose its tzura. But you see it's a Lamed and it's a different letter, and therefore that will be okay. Fine, let's go weiter in the Mechaber. We are up to Sif Chavtes. The Mechaber says in Sif Chavtes, if the Parshios are not fluent in one's mouth, he's not very fluent in the parshios and all the spellings and all the writings, then he must write the tefillin, mitoch aksav, from looking at another pair of tefillin or looking at a sefer Torah, looking at it written, and he has to copy it over. So says the Mishabur in Sifkato and Kuflam and Gimel, if it's not shkuros b'piv, when would that be? The hainu be'eshu master lichtov, when he's a beginner, when he's starting out to write, mistoma adayin ein baki b'kriyosam ba'pekeroi, so uh, we could assume that he's not yet an expert on exactly how to read it and how to spell everything by heart. Befrat, the moli v'chaser, certainly with which words have the extra vav or missing the vav or the moli v'chaser. So therefore, this halach will be nogeya to a beginner that is starting out to learn safras. So he would have to write a mitoch aksav. Says the mishabur and said, kodlan kuflamadawad omi pi makre. Or... He doesn't necessarily have to read it from somewhere else. He also could have someone else read it to him. So he should not make a mistake in his writing. And if some of the parsha is fluent in his mouth, so you could split it up. If some of the parsha is fluent in his mouth and some of it's not fluent, so the part that's fluent he could write it by heart, and the part that's not that he could read it from somewhere else or have someone read it to him. However, the Bach writes that Lumaisa, the best way to do the mitzvah is to always be writing mitoch aksav, even if you are a bucky and it is shkurabapiv, it's best to be writing it while you're looking at something else that's already written. Let's just look at note 174 quickly. We learned earlier in Hilchas Megillah that a Megillah, which is fluent in the 
in the mouth of the sofer who's writing it, the Berlocha writes later on, She'ein lohokil bazeh. He should not be lenient, Mipnei she'ein ashkura b'fi shar ha-sofrim. Since in general Megillah is not fluent, the entire Megillah is not fluent in the mouth of most sofrim, therefore even one who has a shkura b'fi, the fifth, he still should write it, mitoch haksav, or have someone read it to him. Mashenkin over here, tefillin and mezuzah, they're much shorter, and therefore it's shayach that one is shkurub the the whole way, it's much more probable, and therefore only one who is a beginner, who doesn't have a shkurub that's what we say, he has to write it, mitoch haksav, or to have someone read it to him. Says the Mechaber Viter in Sif Lamed. Eino rashay lichtov ele imken yodeh likros. You can't write tefillin, Unless you know how to read. And says the Mishaburu in Sifkotan Kuflam Hey, the Ilav Hochi, Bekal Yochol Litos, Veino Margish. Because if you don't know how to read, you can't read over what you're writing, and you could easily make a mistake and you will not realize it, and therefore the Machaber tells us that you can't write Tfilin unless you know how to read. Says the Machaber Vaiter in Siflam and Aleph, Im Eino Kose Metochaksav, like we just discussed, that ideally it's better to always write mitoch haksav, but if you're not writing mitoch haksav, lo yichtov al makri oso acher. You shouldn't write just based on what the makri was telling you. Elu imkain yafsar hu Unless you go and repeat after him what he says, and you say it aloud by yourself, and then you write it. So again, if you're not writing mitoch haksav, rather you're hearing it from someone else who's reading it to you, you should read it over before you actually write it down. And the Mishabura tells us in Zifkadon Kuflam Vav, mitoch haksav, if you're not writing mitoch haksav, mashma dikishe kosev, mitoch haksav, ain't sar lohotzi bapeh. That's mashma the mechaber, that if you are writing mitoch haksav, then you don't have to speak it out, because that's what the mechaber says. If you're not writing mitoch haksav, but rather someone's reading it to you, you should say it out before you write it. So it's mashma that if you are writing mitoch haksav, then you don't have to be motzi it by your mouth as well. Umayri dafko kishashkuros lo gamkin. And we're discussing over here also a case where it is fluent in your mouth. Vaoz lo chashinan shemiyita. And then we're not worried, like we just mentioned before, that if it's shkura b'fiv, you don't have to read it with haksav, because then we're not worried that you'll make a mistake. Kain kosav amagin avram ve'ayirabah lo taritz lo tikshe meho lo hodah hayoradeya simen reish ayindalat sevbeiz. V'ayim eprimigodim shekain kavonas amagin avram. Let's see note 175 to see what exactly is going on over here. And note 175, he points out, shemavur sham, it says in shukhnar yoradeya, sha'afa kosev mitoch haksav tzor lohotzi asateos b'fiv. There in Hilchos Sivasei Torah it says, even one who is writing mitoch haksav has to speak it out with his mouth. Mishum sheshom medubar b'sefer Torah. Because that's talking about writing a sefer Torah, she'ena tevo shkuros b'fiv. Because in general the words are not shkuros b'fiv, the whole sefer Torah. And therefore, even if you're doing a mitoch haksav by a sefer Torah, you should speak it out with your mouth. And therefore, there's a concern that you might make a mistake. However, when it comes to Tfilin Mezuzah, where the words are more fluent in your mouth, there you don't have to be Motsi And that's what we're explaining over here in the brackets. When it says, Because in Yerodeya it says that even though you're reading it, you have to speak it out. Here we're saying you don't have to speak it out. The difference is there it's a Sefer Torah, and therefore you have to be more cautious because it's not Shkura B'fiv. And here we're talking about Tfilin, and the same thing would be by Mezuzah, where it is Shkura B'fiv, and therefore you would not have to speak it out.
If you're writing a mitoch aksav, continues the mishabura aval harbe meachronim cholku alzer, but many achronim argue on this. Upasku and they paskin the bechol gavni tzar lahotzi ateva befiv kodem shiach tevenu, and they say you always, no matter what, always must have the word come out of your mouth. You must speak out the word before you write it. The atam kosov abach, and the reason the bach gives for this is tekachi mitzvas ksivastam. This is the proper way of writing the sefer Torah tefillin and mezuzos kedushas hevel krias kol teva v'teva hayotzei mepiakare nimshechas al haosios kishekosev oso meklaf. We want the kedusha that comes out of the 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 air from his reading of the words that comes out of his mouth to get extended onto the letters that he's writing. So there's a certain Kedusha that you have when you speak out the words of the Sefer Torah, the Tefillin and the Mezuzah, and we want that Kedusha to be passed on to the Ksav as well. And therefore the Baal says, that's why there's an Indian to always speak it out before you write it. V'chol zelachatchilo, this is all done lachatchilo, aval b'dieved einifsa b'chol gavni imlotoa. However, b'dieved, if you didn't make a mistake, even if you didn't speak it out, when you were reading a mitoch Ksav, that would be okay. Says the Mishaburavaiter in Sivkoton Kufla Medzayan, we said you shouldn't just read it, you shouldn't just write it based on what the guy is, the person is reading to you. Even if the person who's reading it to you also is very Shagar Bifiv, that doesn't help. And if you look at the Sharatzion in Sivkoton Kuf Memalaf, he writes, the Rayas for Moshe Rabbeinu, because the Yosef tells us based on the Gemara, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he was giving over the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem was reading it, Kaviyachal, and then Moshe was speaking it out before he wrote it. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu where was hearing it from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where it was certainly with Shagar B'fiv of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was still speaking it out before he wrote it. Says the Mishabura Vaitim and Sivkoton Kuf Lamedches, the Yikru B'fiv, that person should speak it out with his own mouth, Kol Teva V'teva Kodem Sheikh Tevenu, each and every word before he writes it, Kedei Shelo so he shouldn't come to make a mistake. The Kol Shekenim Ukosev Alpeh Beli Makre, and certainly, says the Mishabura, if he's writing it by heart without someone reading it to him, then certainly he should speak it out with his own mouth. We're talking about over here where someone's reading it to him, but certainly if someone's not reading it to him, he's just writing it, based on his own knowledge, certainly he should speak it out. There are a couple of diukim in this Mishabura. Number one is no 176. The Mishabura says that you should Re- speak out with your mouth, kol teva v'teva, every single word before you write it. V'dayik b'shaz n'shuva shevet alevi, says no 176. Revozner's medayik from here, sheroi lahachmir v'likro kol teva b'fnei atzma, that you should read out each word individually. V'lolikro kama tevos ulokosom v'asachas, and you should not speak out many words and then write them all one after the other. That's the diuk that he says, kol teva v'teva kodem sheyatvenu, each and every word before you write it, that you should speak out one word, write the one word. Then speak out the next word and write the next word. Udalo kimosh kosva mikdash ma'at, not like the mikdash ma'at says, she'ain't tzarech likro kol teva v'teva he argues and says, you do not have to speak out each word as you're going, you can speak out a few at a time and that would be okay as well. The next diuk is that the Mishabura said over here, two points over here, that the diuk is that the Mishabura says, Kadesh the reason why you're speaking out is so you shouldn't make a mistake. The Mishabura just pointed out in Sifkotan Kufla Medvav at the end, that the reason why we speak it out based on the Bach is that we want the Kedusha of the Hevel Piv of the, of the speaker, of the Sofer, to be transferred over in the Kedusha to the writing as well. But here the Mishabura says a different reason, the reason why you're speaking out is so you shouldn't come to make a mistake. 
In addition, if you look at note 177, he writes, asofer. Because of this very reason that you shouldn't make a mistake, that's why you're speaking it out. The Kesav Asofer writes, If you're writing a word that is written one way and it is pronounced a different way, You should speak out the word not the way it's normally spoken out, but rather the way that it's written. So you shouldn't make a mistake in your writing. The whole reason that the Mishabur is bringing over here, that you should speak it out, so you shouldn't make a mistake in the writing, so you want to speak it out in the way that it's written, not the way that it's read. This will be a beautiful mafkamina between the two reasons that you should speak it out. Because according to the first reason, the reason why you're speaking it out is just to transfer the Kedusha onto the word. But there, maybe if you would speak it out the way that the word is pronounced, maybe that would be okay. That's still transferring the Kedusha onto the word. But over here... Point out the Kesses are sober if the reason is so you shouldn't make a mistake, so it's better to avoid a mistake in the way that you're gonna write it, to, to speak it out the way that it's written and not the way that it's normally read. Let's do one more Sif, Sif Lamid Bez. Again on page 100, in the sixth line of the Machaber, Sif Lamid Bez. Tzorach Lahaniyah Cholok Lomalok Degaga Shalamid. This is talking about on the, above the top line of the Tfilin, you need to leave over some empty space the size of the roof of a Lamed. Says the Ramah, Because we wanted the Lamids also, if you're writing the top line of Lamed and it extends above the top line, you want it to still be surrounded by the cloth and therefore you should leave enough space above the top line that the Lamed would be able to have Hekef Gvil should it appear on the top line. And then the Machaber says, Ulamata, and you need to have some empty space at the bottom of the cloth, Kishir Kof Vinun Pshuta. In order that it could be the size of the end of Chaf and end of Nun, which extend below the line, so they also could be Mukafes Gvil. The Machaber says, but on the on the right side, on the left side, in the beginning and the end, it does not have to be any empty space left over. So on the top you need empty space that could fit the top of the Lamid. On the bottom you need empty space that could fit the bottom of the end of Chaf and the end of Nun. But on the right side and the left side, the Tchil of Asof, you do not need to leave over anything according to the Machaber. Says the Ramah, However, the minute of the Sofrim is to leave over a little bit in the beginning and the end, meaning on the right side and the left side. Then the Ramah writes, you have to leave over between each word the space of a letter. And so too, between the lines, you have to leave over a line, the space of a line. And between each letter, it's enough to leave a hair's breadth. And then the Ramah ends off and says, you also need to leave over a little bit of empty space between the Psukim. So let's see the Mishabura on all these points in Sifkaton Kuf Lamites. So we sit going on the first point the Machaber made, which was that you had to leave over empty space above on the top of the cloth, above the writing, to fit the roof of the Lamid. You have to leave over above the lines the space of the roof of the Lamed. And it appears to me that you have to leave over the space for the roof of the Lamed on an average Ksav. Even if you're writing your tefillin in a very small ksav, you still have to leave over the space on top that can hold the roof of a Lamed that's in an average ksav, which is larger than your ksav. Why is that? Why don't you go by your Ksav? So the Mishaburu explains in the brackets that lo amru b'menachos davlamid kimelo atva desafre. 
that the Gemara says in Menachos that you have to leave space. Rashi explains over there that it's talking about a piece of wood that has a slit in it that they would stick the cloth into so the cloth wouldn't get folded over, wouldn't get wrinkled. They would do it on the top and the bottom. And that's the amount of space that you need, the place that you could stick the cloth in to that slit in the wood. Oper Shaharishonim and the Rishonim explain Shu Kedei Lichtov Gagal Shalamit Hanal. And the Rishonim explain that that size that the Gemara is referring to is the size of the roof of a Lamed. Vim Isa the Eishchilik and if it would be so that it depends on the size of the writing that you're doing that would be the size of the area you need above. Ayeshiurim. So where's the shear? Here we see the Gemara is giving us a set shear but if that is going to depend on the type of Ksav writing so where's the set shear? But then he writes, the Evsher Lithchos Bedochak, we could, we could push it and say, the Hagemara Lo Airi Rak Bekosek Sabenani. In other words, it's not necessarily a Raya. Because you could say that when the Gemara gives the Setchir, it's giving a Setchir for a person who writes the average Ksav, which most people write the average Ksav, so it's giving that Shir. But in a Khanami, the Gemara doesn't mean to give a set Shir for every single Ksiva, that's for the average Ksiva. But who then? If you're writing a little smaller, you can leave a little less. If you're writing bigger, you'd have to leave a little more. And therefore, it's not perfectly clear which way to go, but the Mishabura seems to be saying, outside the brackets, that you have to leave over the size of a lamet of a ksav benari, even if you're writing a ksav cotton, even though it's not 100% clear that that's the case. Says the Mishavura Vaitir and said, cotton kuf mem. Kuf mem is going on that which the Machaber says, that you also have to leave space on the bottom, the shear of the bottom of the end of and end of nun. In all these cases where you're leaving the space for the lamet on top and for the end of and end of nun on the bottom, besides the space for the actual letter, you have to leave over a little bit more so it should be mukaf gvil at the top and at the bottom. And the purpose of leaving a little bit of extra on the cloth, it's that if you have to write these letters in these spaces, you'll be able to write it properly, and there will be no problem of mukakvil. There are those who write that besides the roof of the lamid or the bottom of the chof nun, that you need also to have a a chatzitzipor, a half of a nail space there, but that's only a din lechatchila. Says the Mishabura Vaitin Sifkoton Kuf Mem Aleph on that which the Machaber said, but in the beginning and the end, meaning on the right and the left, you don't have to leave over any space. Rakmashu la Kofas Gvilim. Says the Mishabura, you don't have to leave over anything besides what you need to make sure that the beginning letters on each line and the ending letters on each line are Mukaf Gvil. And then the Mishaburu says it's a cotton kuf men beis, and that which the Ramah says that the meaning of the sofrim is to leave over tzas on the left and on the right. It means a little more than what the Machaber said, which is a little more than that. Some are you should leave over on the right side in the beginning of the of the cloth before you start writing a space that could when you roll up the tefillin that it can cover that that empty space can cover over the whole cloth when it's rolled up, like we do by mezuzah as well. Says the Mishabur in Sifkoton Kufnem Gimel, this is going on that which the Ramah said, that you have to leave over between every word a space of a letter. So Zakta Mishabur in Kufnem Gimel, Oz Ketana Shuhu Yud, it means a small letter, i.e. a Yud. O Bidyevet Ein Lifsel Elohim Kein Niris and if you don't have that much space, a whole space of a letter between the two words, as long as 
it will not appear to a child as one word, it would be okay with Yevid, even if the space is not as big as a letter. And the Mishabura then goes on to what the Ramah said, that between the lines you need the shear of a line. Some say you only need the space between the lines when it comes to a sevetara. And that is the minog of the sofrim not to be medatik. And there's a note 180, which is on the next page. He points out that Lamaisa, the list of the sofa writes that it is appropriate to be medatik even by tefuna mezuzos to have a space of a line between the lines because that will avoid many problems that it doesn't get too squishy and the lamids won't go into the other letters, etc. Therefore, it is better even by Tzvulun uh, HaMezuzos, to actually have this space there at Lemaisa. Says the Mishra Burbaiter, Sefkot and Kufam, hey, we said between letters you should have Chut HaSara, the ha- a hair's breadth. Hai Nerak L'Chalchila, that's only L'Chalchila. But the Eved, Eim Lifsol, Elim Kei Niris HaTeva Chaluka L'Shtayim. But the Eved, it's only going to be a puzzle if you have a separation between letters that's so big that it makes a word look like it's two different words. A commotion is bar calls up yardeya simenresha in Zion who in his So it's not that you must have the chutasaira. That's the chavchila. But the other could be a little bigger as long as it doesn't get to a point where it looks like two separate words. And the last mission that we'll do today is sifkatan kuf mem vav, which is turning on the page in aleph on that which the Ramah ended off and says you have to also leave a little bit over between the psukim. Says the mishabura avla magen avram b'shem kama achronim v'hagrab be the Magen Avram b'shem Kamachonim and the Gra in his beer Hechru they come out the ain't tzarech laniyah cholak yoser mibein tevel or tevel b'emtza pasuk they say that it's not necessary to leave over between the word of the end of a pasuk and the word of the beginning of a pasuk any more than you have to leave over between words that are in the middle of a pasuk so the same way that we said earlier that between the words v'chachilish leave over the space of a letter they say that there's no reason to leave over any more at the end of a pasuk you can leave over that same space of a letter between the pasukim as well. And we'll stop here, and Mr. Shem will pick up tomorrow in Sif Lamed Gimel. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shear on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.